20 or no why am i saying 20 uh 60 something or 58 or something like that i'm sorry guys i'm i'm so bad right now i don't know why um but today's guest is nicole fira 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 farrier yeah so i'm i'm nicole farrier um i am a npc bikini competitor i am also a personal trainer and um just an online coach and I help people with lifestyle and bikini prep. Mm-hmm. So how did you, of course, we just talked about this earlier before we started, but how did you kind of get into that? And, um, yeah. So when it came to personal training, I actually have my degree in exercise science, but I have a background in gymnastics and I used to coach for about, five years and I really loved it. I loved gymnastics and I, I just knew that I wanted to help people and train people and I got like a huge reward out of training. But as I got older and got into competing, um, I really enjoyed personal training. Uh, I actually started my degree out originally, I was physical therapy and I volunteered and it just, it just wasn't for me. and the immediate like reward I get out of training someone is so rewarding. Uh, teaching them a new movement pattern, seeing them make progress and fall in love with fitness the way I did. It's, it's just what I love. And is it because, I mean, why is it you're so passionate about it? And you, do you like teaching more than you like, I guess, I mean, is that really why you do it? I, so I love training myself too Mm -hmm. but helping other people um i think is i just value it so much probably because i wish someone would have helped me more when i started my fitness journey um i had really no idea what i was doing and even until about my junior year of college like the weight room was so intimidating for me and i just wish someone would have helped me um, throughout my journey. So I guess that's kind of why I like it so much. And like when you train someone is, do you feel like it's like, yeah, of course you, it brings you happiness cause you're, you're helping others. Um, but you know, it's always interesting to see how other people, how do you react when someone's like, you know, hi, hey, Oh my God, you, you changed this. Or like, I'm so glad that you taught me this. I honestly, I get, I just get excited that they realize like everything that their body can do. Um, I, I joked around with this one lady and she's like, oh, my legs and my butt, like they're completely changing all because of you. And um, it just gets me excited because it, it shows that what I've learned and taught, like I'm mostly self-taught from my gymnastics when it came to my movements with uh, training just because I had a lot of body awareness, but everything I've learned from school and just past experiences and seeing it reflect on another person's training and their body is, it's just so cool to me. And probably because I'm a little bit of a science nerd too. Mm -hmm. And just seeing like what you can do to the body and someone else's body, if they just follow a certain program. Yeah. It's it's so cool to me. Yeah. It's it's cool to see the progress, like, especially like when, of course, when you first start off, it's like, wow, you see results a lot faster, especially in other people. The newbie gains. <laughs> yeah. But then, you know, you start seeing that fade away because it, it slows down. But it's it's cool to see that, how someone can change in like, you know, six months to a year. It's insane. Exactly. And you personally, is is that why, do you still compete or is that not something you do anymore? Um, in gymnastics or talking uh, about bikini? Both. I so right now for gymnastics, I haven't competed in about two years. Um, my last competition was when I was twenty, and I just I needed to kind of stop the sport because of it hurting. Um, things don't feel the same when you get a little bit older in the sport, and with training like um competing in shows my last show was junior nationals in june so that was like june 16th 
I did have a, such a long season. I am in my off season now trying to grow, put on some muscle and um, I'm looking forward to another year in the spring, 2018. I'm hoping to get that pro card. Oh, that's great. That's always interesting. Um, do you want to compete in anything else or is it all bikini for you? Um, so something kind of off topic, I guess, is those like Ninja Warrior races. Oh, yes. I want to, I love those. I want to get my feet wet in that because I feel like I'd be so good at some of those obstacle courses and it just seems like a blast. I don't know. I, I always, well, yeah, you're a gymnast. That's really, I think that's really important, but I don't know. I feel like the people who really excel at those are like rock climbers. I don't know why. Probably, yeah, that grip strength. Have you done the, the like a practice on the wall? You know what I'm talking about, right? The one where they're like running up the ramp? Yeah. Yeah, I have done that before because I went to a camp <laughs> called uh, Camp Woodward and they had a skate park there. It was linked into gymnastics camp and the coaches, we all sneaked into the skateboarding area at midnight, and we used to run up the ramps, climb up, and slide down them. So, yeah, I have experience. All right. Have you, what about the salmon ladder? Have you tried that? That's pretty hard. I mean, I've only I got, have not. Oh, uh, I think that's the most, I don't know. If I was to do it, that would be the most difficult one because it's such a weird thing. Like, you're, if, you, if you, like, misstep, it's like, uh, you're sideways, and especially when you get one side up and the other – because I'm, you know, you're right. If you're right-handed, you're much stronger with your right hand usually, or your left, lefty, your left hand stronger. So it's trying to get the momentum right and like not put too much strength on one hand. It's really interesting. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure you could get it because it, it, if you're doing gymnastics, I'm, I'm sure that's something you could do. But that's definitely something I want to try. <laughs> I mean, there's a few obstacles where I'm like, that's just not going to happen for me. But uh, there, there's like, I mean. I think practicing is like the biggest thing for those things, and for only sure. and and only like what two three people have completed it. Well, Americans have completed, but it's yeah. Everyone always fails. <laughs> yeah. The the one girl though that one she was a gymnast, uh, uh, Casey. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember that. Yeah, uh, gymnast. Yeah. That's interesting. Mm hmm. Oh no. Yeah, go for it. I mean, there. I know they do auditions like every quarter of the year or something. It's really interesting. It'd be cool to say that you know you at least tried. I mean, like I don't know how the preliminaries are. I think it's just the wall and like a couple courses. But you know, I'd like to see that. That's interesting. Yeah, I should definitely look into that. Oh, how do we get on American Ninja Warrior? I mean, like that's. I don't. I don't really bring up that topic, but yeah, being. I mean, gymnasts do great in that, I think, and rock climbers as well. Well, we'll see what the future brings. And do you, like, want to make your own gym or be your own, like, like? do you have any aspirations for that or, like? Eventually, I want to take my training only online mm -hmm. um, with the exception of if I, if someone's in the area and wants to train one-on-one -on -one with me, that would be great, too. I, right now, I kind of work for a, a bigger box gym. Um, it's nice because you don't have to pay like insurance and liability, and um, you don't you didn't have to buy all the equipment. And all you have to do is go there, kind of um, like show what you can do and see if like a clientele you can like build it there. The only issue with that is. Um, I, it just can be a little too salesy and pushy for me. And I would just rather um, kind of meet people in my own atmosphere, in my at my own gym, and just not – I I like working for a box-type gym, but I would rather just kind of take them to a gym and do it myself. Oh, yeah, because you have so much more independence. There's a lot of – you know, it's just, you're not, you're, you are uh, the CEO, you are the everything pretty much, you know, your own boss. Uh, it's usually what people want to do because it's such, 
it's so new and it's kind of it's exciting as well i mean it can be exciting but it can also be nerve-wracking i mean it's it's pretty much everything a lot of reasons why people do it yeah and then i know i'm pretty stubborn and just owning something would be the best for me uh i would like to own a gym but just there's so much overhead that goes into it maybe when i'm a little bit older and more like stable in my finances but if I, I wouldn't want to start a family and then also have like a gym. I don't, it just seems like a lot to invest. I respect people who can do it. It's incredibly hard, but I would rather just train, find people and train them somewhere else. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. And is, okay, so you said you're a science nerd. Like, what, what is nutrition to you? Like, uh, what's your philosophy? Are you like a ketogenic or like, you know, a vegan, like what, what, what is it that you believe keto. in? Keto. <laughs> you believe in keto? I, yes? No, I do not. Okay. Okay. But flexible, that's, that's flexible dieting. Did I get it right? Flexible dieting? No. Flexible dieting. Yeah. But I, I was actually a vegetarian for six years. Ah, what made you quit? Not quit, um, but like switch your lifestyle. There you go. Be a little nicer took, about it. It took a really long time, but I've, from a young age, I've been very health conscious, and I started um, kind of developing a weird relationship with food and be, just kind of cut meat out of my diet because I thought it was bad for me. I thought that it would make me fat. Like, I struggled with a lot of disorder-type eating as a kid, and so cutting that out was – that was the reason why I became a vegetarian. And it's actually funny because – I see this very common with people who struggle with a disordered relationship with food. They will become a vegetarian or become a vegan or become a fruititarian. And it's because there's some underlying issue. Not saying it's like that for everyone, but for me it was. Mm -hmm. And getting into health and fitness and competing, I realized that meat has really good macros on it. <laughs> And it's really high in protein, and it tastes good. So I decided uh, two years ago to start eating chicken again, and then this year I started eating beef again. So that's um, a stepping stone with my relationship with food, but just I don't – I'm not super, like, into, like, animals and, like – I love animals. Don't get me wrong. But oh, okay. that's, that's not the reason why I was a vegetarian. Um, oh, okay. Okay, that's yeah. cool because, like, most – I mean, most people I know, it's ethics-based. Yours was health, pretty much health-based, if I understand correctly, right? Yeah, correct. Uh, ex except for pork. I still don't eat pork, um, and that's ethics-based um, reason why I don't eat that. It's just because I love little micro pigs, and I think they'd be cute little pets. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Well, that's going to be a lot of, I don't know, people can think you're hypocritical because of that, but that's always interesting that everyone has a different aspect of, like, don't eat that meat, but, you know, pork or this or that. But it's interesting. Like, what was that experience like, you know, six years without being being a vegetarian and then coming back to meat? Um, Actually, so it used to kind of gross me out as a... Um, the longer I did it, like the more I was like, oh, that's gross. Like I don't want to eat meat anyway. And I first introduced chicken and I didn't really like it. I was like, oh, that's just like not that good. Um, I don't know if I'm even going to like have it anymore. And I was actually dating a guy at the time and he's like, he wanted me to not be a vegetarian anymore so he could take me to more places like out to eat. Um, although I always still ate fish so i guess it's a pescatarian i'm yeah so sorry for that correction there i always ate fish but i never ate um chicken or beef or pork but i introduced chicken didn't really like it until i figured out how to prepare it and then i realized i was feeling better and i was feeling cooler my meals were more satisfying and I didn't have any stomach issues with that, but when I introduced beef, the first two weeks, my stomach was not happy. Mm -hmm. And what? Yeah, yeah, that's always interesting. Uh, like, uh, 
of course you didn't do it for ethics. That's that's like something that people don't really <laughs> understand. Like some people don't want to do it for ethics. I mean, of course you like pigs, so maybe you know that's why you don't eat pork. <laughs> so that that's interesting. I'm so bad that I didn't do it for ethics. <laughs> oh yeah, because that's uh, it's not that it's bad. Because I believe you could, you should, yeah. I mean, it's hard to say because if you talk to any real vegetarian, because they're going to say you're not a real pescatarian, you're not a real vegetarian because you went back to your your old habits. Um, but right. I, but- I, I still think that, you know, you did it. You're still doing somewhat of a, you know, you're not eating pigs because you think they're cute. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, how to- and they're, they're, they're super intelligent, too. Um, and they're really similar to dogs in a way on how they act and know, like, respond to certain things. So to me, that's interesting. And I just couldn't do that to an animal that was really aware of what's going on. Yeah, I, I can I can see the argument, but you know, there's a there's a whole other side that's not not really not really for that. I don't know. I don't know. Vegetarian ve- veganism or in general is very strange, and what not to eat and what what to eat. Yeah, and I've thought about doing more like full days of eating on my YouTube channel, like trying to be a vegan, but I I literally cannot think of how I could do that. <laughs> and do you, of course, yeah, I think I've seen a couple or one or two YouTube videos. Like, well, how did that start off? Like, how did you get into that? And like, did YouTube. you? Yeah. <laughs> That's you start- been a long, long thing in the making. Mm-hmm. When did so, you first start? 2011. Wow. That's Very five old. years. I mean, I when was YouTube made? 2009? 2008? 2005, actually, I think. But, like, no one really understood what YouTube was until, like, 2007. Mm-hmm. My but gosh. I, yeah. I started out just doing makeup videos. I was, like, a beauty guru in a sense. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, which I actually still love makeup and beauty. I'm I'm really into it still, but my passion is very geared in fitness right now. But it's kind of cool because as my as I grew as a person, my YouTube channel would change, which wasn't was not the best for my audience because I started out at what was I 14, 14, and I'm yeah I think I was 14 or 15. I'm 22 now, um, and that's like a very big shift in life between those ages. Holy crap. You've been doing it for six years. Like that's a long time. I mean, yeah, <laughs> my gosh, like, you know, I couldn't imagine doing it that long. That's very weird. I don't know. I, that's strange. I think that's, but that's cool too. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. That these starts, <laughs> Yeah. So, like how 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 did your videos change? Did you like were you all like oh I mean of course fourteen fifteen I mean I can't imagine it was all about makeup and handbags yeah uh, yeah something like that it but. was about that I actually so people recently I'm seeing like lots of vlogs the past two three years and I'm like that's funny because like I used to be a vlogger back in like 2014 when it wasn't cool <laughs> oh yeah um, and that was. I still go back and watch those videos and just laugh at myself as a little mm. high school. Have you watched your first video? Like, have you like looked at yourself? Oh, God. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's always weird. I don't know. Like, I don't. I try. Like, I listen to all these podcasts because sometimes I sound really. You know, I'm not the smartest person in the, the smartest person in the tool shed or whatever you want to call it. So, like, it's good to hear yourself. Especially when you mess up, it's like really enlightening. Like, oh my god, I sound so dumb, or like I don't know how to talk. Um, I'm like, why would, why did I ever say that or do that? I'm like, what the heck am I wearing? (laughs) Just little things like that. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And you vlogged in 2014. Gosh, I mean, people used to think that was lame. That was like the the big thing. Like, what are you doing? And uh, you know. weirdest looks especially since i'm from ohio where it's like that's like not a thing it's still like kind of not a thing here where people are like what the heck are you doing yeah that's true that's so strange but you go to like any major city it's like wow yeah everyone vlogging now 
but but of yeah. course people made it popular like Casey Neistat of course made it popular and other YouTubers that made it cool again I guess because it was it, I don't know why people say it never existed or like it just came up in like 2015 or 2016 or whatever it's been was, around for a long time it, it's been around since probably almost the beginning of YouTube it was it wasn't as like cool like uh, not as many people were doing it but people were doing it um, it's interesting yeah and just recently it started getting super popular but and, and what kind of videos do you do now is it just workout videos or like what what's going on i'm going through this big life change on where i want my channel to go since i graduated and i have a lot more time to dedicate into my youtube channel and i'm trying to debate between it being more informational on fitness like my workouts um like diet myths and just stuff that i wish i would have had help on um when I started getting into this lovely world we call the fitness industry. But then a little bit of me still misses that beauty side. And I, I kind of want more like active wear videos on like just trying on different types of like active wear, like hauls, a little bit of beauty stuff. But I think the beauty with YouTube is it can be so many things because people are more than just one thing. And we're so complex and I think that's what keeps a channel fun. Is it not just like being pigeonholed into one thing only? So I'm going to keep it open to vlogs. I'll keep it open to information videos on fitness, but just, I just want it to be me and I'm, I'm more than fitness. I'm more than, um, just one thing. I'm very complicated. <laughs> You're very complicated. That's what I always say. I don't know. It's always hard to dissect a person. I mean, like, it's just like, Oh, what, what are you interested in? No, oh, I'm interested in that. Like it's finding similarities and especially when you're watching someone's like, will you relate to them? Will you understand them? Or, you know, if it's just entertainment, that's also another thing. Like stuff that I watch sometimes is just to be entertained. I mean, wh why do you watch Netflix to be entertained? Um, and I think you should do both. I mean, there's no reason to put yourself in one specialization. Because I just feel like that's not something, I mean, it won't bring you happiness. You'll get stuck. That's always like getting stuck and like just not coming up with new things. It's not, it's not fun. And, and then you don't enjoy it because you feel like you're forced to do something. And then it just, it falls apart then. Do you, do you have like, I mean, of course your subscribers. I mean, like, do, do you ever get like you changed kind of aspect or is that something you don't uh I have like long-term followers that'll be like, wow, like it's, they'll actually say it's kind of cool to see how you've shifted into competing or like how, how much you've changed and grown as a person. Um, they're like, oh, I've been watching you since you were like 15, teaching us how to do gymnastics. And now you're teaching us this. And it's just kind of cool to see how you've grown as a person. And that's, that, those are always the nicest comments that I've gotten. Um, I've gotten some where they're like, I miss the gymnastics, I miss this, I miss that, but people need to understand that um, because I was so young when I started my channel, a lot's going to happen um, when it comes to going through high school and going through college and becoming an adult and doing this whole adulting thing. Um, I'm going to change a lot. <laughs> I, I love the word adulting. I don't know why. It's such a... Yeah. But yeah, that's... We're all just acting to be adults. We don't really know what we're doing. Nobody knows. That's I always try to tell people, like, uh, it doesn't matter who... I don't care who your parents are, who your friends are. They don't know what's going on. We don't know what's going on. We're just going with, like, whatever... Of course, society, Yeah. And society's going to tell you what to do and what not to do. But, yeah. If, you, if you're not enjoying it, that's the worst. I mean, why do something that you're going to hate for the rest of your life? Yeah, and that's, um, that's actually a really big phrase that I live my life by is just don't do what you hate. And even if it's not traditional, like as long as you're passionate about it, it's going to work out. Yeah, that's always something you have to kind of tell someone, hey, this is actually a good thing, you know. And, yeah. oh, my gosh, you're going to fail so many times. I don't I, like, you know, everyone just is scared to try. I don't know why, but it's always uh, anxiety comes in. The, the fear of failure 
can be something that holds people back. But to me, it's like if you're not even trying, you're already failing. You don't even know what you could achieve if you would just try. Yeah, that's always yeah, that's always something you got to tell people. It's not it's not something uh, really anyone in school or I mean even your parents won't tell you that. Like it's interesting, um, but like it, it's hard to find people that are honest about that. Like you know, especially if you know most people say I love my job. You know, seventy percent of people in America say they love the jobs. And, you know, if, if you actually talk to them, they'll be like, uh, no, you know, I think it's, I tolerate it. A lot of people tolerate stuff. Like I used to be that way. Just tolerate it. You know, I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. And something that I've just recently figured out is whatever you can find yourself getting engulfed in, um, and like kind of losing the track of time, that's probably something you should be doing for your job. And for me, that was training. And like whenever I'm working online and doing my online programs and helping people, I lose track of time. Or like I'll even like make food and forget that I made food. Like that's a big deal because I love food. <laughs> and that that's just a sign that like I'm very passionate about this. I'm so focused. I'm almost in like a like very zoned in like meditated state working on this. Um, project or whatever it is I'm working on. So like my online coaching, I'm so passionate about it and just coaching in person. That's how I know that this is for me um, because I don't even look at the clock. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't dread what you're doing. I mean, like that's why, you know, hourly jobs are so strange. Cause like you're working by the hour. You're always going to look at that clock. Like I'm getting out in five at uh, five, you know, two more hours to go, three more hours to go, whatever. And it's like, man, you have to enjoy and live like, you know, if you're not passionate about it, it's always going to, you know, you're, you just don't, you know, you're not going to enjoy it. Like once you get lost in your work, that's what I always try to say. Like, like this doesn't feel like work to me. Like this is not something that uh, I, I enjoy it. And of course you can monetize anything like that. That's just something people don't understand. Like in 2024, Esports is gonna, you know, you're gonna play video games at the Olympics. That's gonna happen. So don't tell me that you can't. That's not possible because I've seen it happen. You know, a lot of people just play video games for a living. They do this. They do whatever they love. I mean, there's literal makeup channels on YouTube that you know millions of people watch and just want to see. Oh, how do you do that eyeshadow? Oh, what are you using for that? What are you using for that? Uh, you know, different brushes and whatever. It's it's so strange that you know we you don't tell people like there's so much more to this. Um, there's so many more things you can do. I mean, especially trying things like you know gymnastics. If you never tried gymnastics, you'll never know if you liked it, would like it, or you know it's yeah. always like trying trying new things. And that's it's so funny because like. I, I look back up when I even started that sport and like, I have no idea who I would have been if I didn't just do that one sport. And if I didn't like beg and cry for my parents to just sign me up for one class, I cried so hard for them to just let me do it. They were so nervous, but they did. And, um, I think that it really molded me into a good person and just taught me so many things. Yeah. That's always interesting. I mean, the problem is people want you to stay there. Like they want you to stay in that sport. And I'm like, or do whatever, whatever you may be doing. And it's like, well, you know, and people say, Oh, you quit. Like, I'm like, I didn't quit. I moved on. That's like life. Yeah. That's like anything, you know, I can't, you know, maybe I want to do gymnastics forever. Maybe not, you know, so whenever I decide to move on, I move on. I mean, when I was a kid, it was all martial arts. It was just martial arts every day. I used to go seven days a week. I was so passionate about it. Then I don't know. I just – I don't know if I burnt myself out. I don't think I burnt myself out. I just needed a break. But I never went back to it really. I mean it, it's just it's just moving on to different things. I mean I got obsessed with like science and this and that. I mean I, I, mean, I can talk about physics and math all day. Just grow as a person and that's okay. Yeah, but then you you break your your circles. You know what I'm saying? Like your social circles, and 
you know, you're not going to hang out with the same people because you're not involved in the same activities. That's always something that I found strange. That's yeah, that and like we, it, ha- it happens regardless though of like whoever you are. Like if you look at college kids who go out a lot and drink and like they, they look like they're having so much fun and they have that bond of drinking. Well, when college is over, you find that those relationships fall apart because they shared that in common, and now they don't have that commonality anymore. Um, and that goes with anything, like playing youth sports. Like you, you probably had a, a certain circle of friends, or you um, had a certain volunteering activity together, and you just become close, and then you grow apart. I think that's just kind of like how it seems like how life works, where you meet people for a reason and they help you in that certain scenario for a matter of time. And then you both grow into different directions in life and you just, you need different people to help you with whatever you're going through right now. Like I, I definitely miss some friends back at home. I've I just recently moved to the Columbus area of Ohio and um, it's crazy to like, be only two hours away and realize that like completely social socially it's different now and I have to rebuild again and find who's going to help build me up. Yeah, that's always interesting, but you know, I don't know. I just, you know, it's hard to keep long-term friends because it's always a constant cycle. If you move, that's a huge thing. I mean, not as big as a deal. I mean, back, you know, 50 years ago, if you if you left one city and you went to another, nobody would know you. Could. There's no social media, so you can't keep connected. But nowadays, you can connect with anyone. I mean, you can always stay in contact some way. Um, so I mean, we're we're in contact right now, and you're in Texas, right? Yes. So it's it's yeah, that's always weird. Uh, you know, um, you're in Ohio, I'm Texas, and it's. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, this is. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, what are we doing? Like, I'm talking through. A microphone into your cell phone and this is how we are connected I, it's just so such a strange idea that our voices are reaching each other from such a far distance it's it's amazing um but we're we could get so deep into it and like how like technology works and just the it, it's just you can't even wrap your mind around it the fact that you can literally be in contact with someone across the world. Like that's a big freaking deal. <laughs> mm-hmm. And like, I, I, I can hear you like you're like right next to me. It's very strange. I don't know. It's such a weird thing that we, that, 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 that I don't know. We take it for granted. Like we can talk to people and I feel we text a lot more than we talk. I don't understand how that. That's something new. That's totally new with this generation. And I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm cool with talking to people, but, like, you know, now this is texting thing, so I feel obligated to do it. Like, like if you have something I, to say, I'm like, just call me. Just call me. Like, if you need something, call me. Just call me. Like, there's no need to text me, like, a three-long paragraph. But it's it's how it works today, so I, I, I kind of just push myself towards that. But it's always good to talk to people. Like, you don't have discussions anymore. I, I, it's, oh, I just – so I just recently, because I moved – um, and I've been missing my friends. Instead of texting them throughout the day, I'll just call and I'll talk for like two, three hours, like we're hanging out. Mm-hmm. And it, I find that it, we're, our relationship is still building and growing by doing that instead of just texting and it being so robotic. And this like also really hurts relationships. I've found um, where people communicate through text and it's just so not like it's not their personality like you can read it wrong it can throw things off it can cause fights and if you there's just it's so much easier to just call someone and hear their voice and read how they're talking to you are they having a good day are they having a bad day um it's so much better i love talking on the phone yeah i don't know i don't know it's strange i always assume people don't like talking on the phone now because yeah why are you calling me like it's it's always a, a thing i get sometimes yeah it's like, oh, you, well, my parents, I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, you gotta just text me. Like, there's no reason to call. I'm like, oh, okay. So I don't know. It's hard to tell who's cool. Like, just like, hey, yo, I'm gonna call you. Or like, I'm gonna call you right now. And you answer. I don't know. 
it's strange. It's very strange. And this is even stranger. I mean, we don't know each other. Like, the, like this is a, the weirdest thing, you know? Yeah. When you I can, picked up the when I picked up the phone, I was like, I wonder what his voice sounds like because I've never heard it before, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's the same with me. I mean, it's not nerve-wracking. It's more like, huh, I wonder how this person's, you know, I always relate everything to, like, you know, uh, I always use analogies. I don't know why. That's, like, one of my big things. Uh, people just, like, well, well, you use some analogies, like, all the time. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm one of those people. But it's, like, I have to react to your voice and you have to react to my voice. And sometimes, you know, we're just, like, it's like a tango. I don't know how to tango. Maybe you do. And it's, like, weird how we have to conversate. I don't know how to explain it, but it's interesting. Yeah, no, I totally agree. But yeah, talk on the phone more. I don't know. I feel like that's something that needs to be said. I don't know. Yeah, I just, I just wish that our, I don't know if it's just our generation or just like the human race in general. Like we just, we need to get better at communication because we have all these channels to use now that we've never had before, yet we're sucking at it. (laughs) And we're causing all these issues because we just can't communicate properly. Yeah, I think it's, I don't know. I think texting ruined it. I don't know who, whoever came up with it. You know, this is the greatest thing, sending informal emails or whatever you may call it. I mean, I guess that's what it is. It is in a a sense. I mean, it's like writing an email, just not being so professional. I mean, I'm very, like, I'm sending an email. It's always like, oh, I got to say hello, this and that. You know, I always have to put in like this format. And rather than, you know, just say, hey, come on the podcast. You know, I can't just say that through an email. It's weird. And I don't know. It's much more professional. I find it. Um, Texty, I just like, you know, I don't even read. Like, you know, I'm one of those people that doesn't even read what he writes. And sometimes I'm like, oh, damn it. I should have said this or that, you know. And Even today, like I sent a text and it made no sense because, like, the iPhone corrected me and, like, Put a bunch of words together that was just garbage. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's always interesting. Like it's like that's what I meant to say, or like you know, and people get it the wrong twisted. They can get it twisted, especially if someone's in their own head. Um, yeah, they get snippy. Mm-hmm. I'm very calm, collected. You know, it's just like uh, you know, if you say something yeah. bad, I'll be like, oh, well, that's not nice, but whatever. <laughs> you know? You're right. Yeah. So. I just try not to, I don't have, I don't have an angry bone in my body. I have a, a lot of funny bones. Like uh, I laugh all the time. I mean, I love comedy. Like if, if you can make me laugh, man, we'll be the best of friends. That's just, that's just how it is. Yeah, definitely. And I, I don't have an angry bone in my body. I just can get super stressed out sometimes, but that's just part of my personality. Do you, is it, do you stress yourself out? Just because you like stressing yourself out, or like how why why do you stress yourself out? I mean, I've never. I think I put so much pressure on myself that if I I used to be really bad as a kid, like super shy. If I like messed up a conversation or I was just really awkward, um, I would like beat myself up in my head. I'm like, why why can't you just like talk normal and like not stutter around that cute boy and. I used to just not be good at it and being on social media more and being in an industry where you're forced in a way to talk to people, uh, I've gotten better at it and it's no longer a struggle for of mine, but when it just comes to my career, um, myself as a person, I've always been somewhat of a perfectionist and I think that's why I stress myself out is there's, I know that there's no such thing as perfection, but in my head, I, I try my best. Yeah, yeah. It's hard because there's no, like, perfect words to say. I mean, like, there's better words to say. You should probably say that or this, but there's no, like, real perfect way of talking to someone. Like, you know, how do you respond to if someone says hello? Do you Are you supposed to say hello? You know? Yeah. If someone gives you a handshake, are you supposed to shake their hand? Like, it's it's stuff like that. Like, if someone gives yeah. you a hug, do you give them a hug back? It's, like, it's so weird how interactions and it gets awkward t- sometimes like uh, you know it's like man especially if 
you if you didn't start if, you, if I don't start the conversation, I always try to start the conversation. Just like, hey, how are you? What blah 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 blah. blah. Sometimes, yeah, and then you feel like you're talking too much, and mm. yeah, yeah, it can I like, be interesting. I like a back and forth. I don't know why it's always interesting. Like I want to hear you. I don't want to hear myself. Right. Or if I constantly hear myself, I'm like, they're super bored of me because I'm the only one talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in my opinion, like I'd rather you talk than I talk because I learn much more or I, I understand you more. I mean, of course, if, you, if I talk to you, you're going to understand me more. Um, it's interesting. I don't know. It's so weird that we live in, I mean, we live in different worlds. I mean, I mean, okay. Down here in Texas is not all cowboys and you know rodeos just to let you know um because you know it's probably a good barbecue <laughs> oh the best i don't i don't i don't we have the best food here um i can guarantee you that you ever come down to texas austin i mean san antonio dallas i mean houston everywhere has good food i mean you're this is paradise compared to other places i mean yeah, I mean, Ohio's okay. <laughs> I, actually don't, I don't see myself staying here long term. I feel, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know, for us, we give such bad rep to everything in the middle, the Midwest. I don't know. Like, you say Kentucky, you're from Kentucky, I get it just like, look in my eyes. I don't know why. Like, oh my God, you live in that, you know, I know where that is, you know. Um, but, I don't know, it's so strange. Like, it's just like I I feel like the state doesn't really vibe with who I am as a person. Um, I actually thought about moving to Florida. I visited California and loved it until I realized how expensive it is to live out there. And then I was like, hmm, I don't love it that much. <laughs> but I just need some warm weather, some sunshine, and when it's not super cold and snowy, eight months out of the year, that would be wonderful. Oh yeah, like. I mean, there's disadvantages and advantages of living in like almost every state. I mean, it's it's if you live in Florida, Florida is good. I think that's a great place. I think you should go or come down to Texas or come to California is great. I mean, you you want to visit Texas for sure. Yeah, Texas is cool. I mean, like there's anything in the middle. I don't know why. I I just can't. I can't handle it. I mean, any. <laughs> it's just. It's just. I don't know. I feel like it's dead. Y'all are stuck in the mud. Not not that I'm trying to be mean here. Y'all are stuck in the mud. Jeez. Your little southern accent will pop out then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just yeah, I, I use y'all a lot. Don't. That's, that's not just a Texas thing. I think that's the southern. I know. I'm just giving you a hard time. <laughs> You're such a, yeah, I used to say southern bell or like stuff like that. I used to say that all the time. But y'all is my, my, my go-to, you know. I don't know. But everything in the middle <laughs> honestly yeah. I don't, that's yeah. like when you, when you labeled the united states as a kid and it was like texas california florida new york all these other places <laughs> yeah i think you should anywhere near the coast like if there's good water then go there i don't know i feel like you're so secluded i mean there's a few states that are cool like colorado arizona um nevada oh, like arizona Mm-hmm. I mean, like th those are I'm cool with, but it's just like I don't know if I I, I don't even know my my state. So it's like Kentucky, North Dakota, South Dakota, all those places where nobody really lives. I'm cool with Michigan. I don't know why Michigan's okay with me. Um, you like Michigan, and I'm from Ohio. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not saying Ohio's bad because. Uh, honestly, like that's not a place where you go visit. I mean, you go visit like was it Cleveland? Is was Cleveland in Ohio? Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah, that's where I'm from. Yeah, uh, Cleveland's in Ohio. Okay, it's see, not, so, it's so, not that great. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, uh, it's just not. It's not. It's not a place where people like are attracted to. It's people. It's where people are born and they leave. Yeah. Um, soon. Um, soon. Yeah. So, I got. I got a little bit south. I'm working my way down. Uh, yeah, yeah. Texas is good. A lot of it's not. California is a little ex, is expensive, of course. That's a huge downfall. Texas is just hot. It's hot. It gets so hot. I mean, of course, there's no snow in most of this part of the state. But if you're up north, like Lubbock or something, there's uh, snow. But come down south, I mean, there's nothing. There's not. There's not. 
I mean, it's always, it's not raining usually. I mean, it rains every once in a while, but it it's much better. I, I don't, I can't imagine being in those snowstorms that I, I see all the time. On like, damn. Yeah, I mean, there was a year here where it was like negative 20 for like three weeks. Mm, I don't think we got below zero this year. <laughs> so it's like cool. I would hope not. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. So yeah, Texas is good. Florida is good, but I'm scared of hurricanes. I'm I'm scared of getting wiped off the map. Um, I think, I think Clearwater would be a good area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, a lot of swamps too. I, I don't know. It's a lot of humid. Yeah. It can be humid down here if you come too close, too, too low on Texas. But it's great here. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe don't, I'll give you a visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's always fun. I don't know. I feel like every state has its advantages and disadvantages. And it's cheap. It's not super expensive to live here. That's, that's always a positive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there's actual cities, okay? We don't all ride cowboys and live on farms, all right? Just well, let's... that's what I was thinking. I would turn in my car. I would get a horse, mm-hmm. live in Texas, and train people. You know, it's perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's that's the thing. I don't know. Ohio's close to Connecticut, right? I'm always get confused between those. Places. No, <laughs> no. Uh, okay, well, I just we're, not, yeah. we're next to Illinois. Wait, no, we're next to oh, I've just totally messed it up. We're next to Indiana and uh, Pennsylvania. The Kentucky's right by us too, and West Virginia. Uh, so much I know living here for 22 years. I only know like two of those states. Well, three now. I forget Ohio's a state. I always thought that was a city. And, and it's it, it sounds so bad to say, but it's just something. It's I fine. I know. Well, you got to get out. That's what I always say. Get out. Soon, soon. Yeah, yeah. You living in Flint, Michigan? Get out. I don't know. It's always something. Oh, gosh. <laughs> that place is messed up. Like After that, 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 whatever the fracking was, I was like, dang, that's not cool to live there. But... It's interesting. I think I think I think it's getting better, but whatever. Uh, what do I know? But like, how do, I don't know how we got off topic. But like, uh, what? Like, you've been competing and everything, and you're gonna go get your pro card next year. Is that you're gonna get that's, your pro? Yes, that's my goal um, to get my pro card next year. But we'll we'll see how it goes. Um, I kind of have quite a bit of improvements to make i think on my physique i need to grow my shoulders and my glutes a little bit more story of every bikini girl ever um but it's totally doable i think and it's just a matter of time if it doesn't happen next year it's going to happen eventually um eventually it's going to be my time it's just a matter of when and do you are you like a traveling person or are you kind of like your own space so um, are you talking about like when it comes to choosing a show and where I'm going? Yes. I So this year I actually traveled and I really enjoyed it. I think I'm probably going to do that again. Shows are so expensive anyway. So if you even travel like an hour, you're going to need a hotel and all that anyway. So you might as well make a mini vacation out of it. Yes. Um, my, favorite, my favorite place was Junior USA's. That was in um, Charleston, South Carolina. And I felt like I was on vacation, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. But, yeah, I think traveling is a big thing. Would you – have you experienced out of, you know, either many states beyond or, like, out of the country? Have you ever done that or no? I haven't even left the country. I mean, I went to Canada for, like, a brief moment, but I would not count that at all. <laughs> a brief moment? How so? Were you, like, at Niagara br- like I Like, I crossed – the line at Niagara Falls and we like stood in Canada and like went back <laughs> to the States. Like that's my leaving the country. I would not count that. But hey, Canada, <laughs> I was there. Yeah. I don't know. You'll, you'll be shocked. I mean, experiencing the world, especially, I mean, meeting competitors, especially you go pro meeting competitors from if, the UK. If I turn pro, I definitely want to go to Australia and and or Italy to compete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's always cool because, like, 
I mean, I'm, uh, I believe you can make it to whatever, whatever, you know, go pro, go to the Olympia, whatever, Arnold's. I mean, go to you- the Olympia, that is definitely, that's actually words out of my mouth, like exactly what I want to achieve. Um, but you got to turn pro first, so let's focus on one goal at a time, Nicole. Let's not get no. ahead of ourselves. Look, 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 look. I believe in confidence, and when confidence strikes, if you, if you believe something so hard, it will become a reality, usually. I mean, like you can be delusional, but it's if 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 you say you're gonna win, usually you're gonna win. I found that you know uh, a big aspect. I mean, I'm a huge advocate of that visualization and stuff like that. Like, imagine yourself winning before you even get to the point where you're even competing. Yeah, I actually just talked about that in a recent Q and A video where someone asked me like, "What motivates me?" I'm like, "Just self visualize." visualization of seeing yourself achieving something it's like that's that's a huge motivation because if you can see yourself being successful and achieving a goal in your head like what's holding you back if you can see it you can literally achieve it i know that sounds cheesy but if you can visualize something it's totally doable Mm -hmm. yeah and what next week's the biggest fight in history of uh, i don't know how to say history but ever and the Connor, do you know who Connor McGregor is? I mean, no. Oh my gosh! Wow, you live under a rock. I mean, this is. I mean, I do live in Ohio, but we just. Do that. <laughs> I know, but um, Connor McGregor, he was uh, he's a UFC fighter. He's fighting uh, Floyd Mayweather. If you don't know who Floyd Mayweather is, I don't know what rock you're living in under Ohio. Um, but it's going to be the biggest fight ever, and it's going to be interesting because. Um, he comes from MMA rather than boxing, so it's gonna seeing this world. But he has visualization, like insane visualization. He has a literal mural in Ireland where he's from of him knocking out Floyd Mayweather, and it hasn't even happened. Like the fight's not happened yet. Okay, so he has literal mural about like twenty to thirty feet long of him knocking him out. So. And he does a lot of visualization. He he predicts things, which is weird. I mean, he says, like, I'm going to knock you out in the first round. It happens. I'm going to knock you out in the second round. It happens. Um, you're not going to last 10 seconds. You know, it actually happens. I've seen that. Like, his one of his fights was 13 seconds against someone who thought, you know, he was going to last for, you know, whatever. He was going to win. But his visualization really, like, kind of blew me away of how much he kind of uh, did that. So I always like, wow, look at that. Like that's, that's, I mean, that's the ultimate visualization that he's doing. I mean, that's not, that's not something that I've ever thought of, you know, let's just make a painting of me beating up someone that I haven't even beat up yet. You know how crazy you have to be to have that kind of confidence and like belief in yourself. Believing yourself is so hard. Whatever you have to do to, like convince yourself that you can do it like i'm completely okay with it like i know some people are like oh that makes you cocky and it's like no it makes you confident like (laughs) there's been times where i mean i never say it like backstage but like my mom would be like how do you think you're gonna do tomorrow before like a show day and i'm like top three at least and she's like oh you seem confident or cocky and i'm like no i know how hard i worked for this and i can see it and that's what it's going to be Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know. I always, I mean, so, sometimes you can overestimate yourself. You know, you don't, you don't, you know, you don't prepare as well or something. You go in there yeah. think, thinking you're the best in the world, and then you find out, oh, you're not the best. You're not gonna win first. You're gonna be last or second, second to last or something like that. It's always disappointing. It's hard because you're competing. You're really what you're doing is crushing dreams. I mean. It, I mean, I don't think you think of it like that because, you know, there's other people there that work just as hard or maybe they don't, they, they, they didn't work as hard or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you, and when I see someone upset backstage, it I feel for them. Um, yeah. And, but like, like I mentioned earlier, like with gymnastics, like that's such an individualized sport where there's only one winner on each event and there's only one all around winner. And all those other girls wanted to win that so bad. And that's just part of what makes a sport a sport is there's going to be losers. There's going to be winners. Does that take away any of your efforts that it took for you to get there? 
no. So that's why you should celebrate whatever place you get. And if you, if you feel like you could have improved or done something better, then try it again. Like that, that's, there's no shame in trying again and admitting where you failed or not failed, but where you could have done better. Well, it's hard. It's hard to tell people that. I mean, you don't want to tell yourself, you know, you like having people have confidence in you and understand you. So it's hard to tell people, hey, you should probably improve on this. And it's hard to tell by yourself. Like if you were evaluating yourself, sometimes you need people to call you out um, and say, hey, you're not, you're not, you need to work on this. Your physique's not as good as it could be. Like if you change this on your diet or whatever, whatever, or you did this type of training, you could improve tenfold or whatever you may say. And people just don't want to, they don't, they don't see it for themselves. They don't self-analyze enough to notice that. So they have to hear it from someone else. And even if once they hear it from someone else, they're always like, well, you're just criticizing me. You're just being mean. And I'm like, that just comes from people being too sensitive though, because Mm -hmm. I mean, I will say that this sport is, somewhere like it's always very unique sports where you're never going to be good enough because even if you are miss bikini olympia someone in that panel probably didn't like your suit color probably didn't like this or probably didn't like that and there's always going to be room for an improvement um and you have to be open to hear that and it's okay to admit that you're not the best and you have to something to work on and improve on like i think that just makes you a human i mean like you're not perfect and you have to admit where you can improve on yeah that's always important i mean they're the only thing holding someone back from saying they need to improve on something and saying that they're already good enough is their ego yeah that ego thing plays a big big part you can get full of yourself and you can also you know put yourself down yeah putting putting yourself down that's something that i can do (laughs) i do that i don't know sometimes i feel like i'm way too hard on myself but it just comes with that perfectionist part of my personality and it's hard because especially if you're a perfectionist or something like that it's like there's no perfect kind of thing you know what are you kidding yourself you're just trying to improve as long as you're improving i don't it doesn't matter what 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 you did as long as you're always getting better and changing whatever you may need to change. It's not about being perfect or trying to achieve something that you've seen in other people because you're never going to achieve something that someone else achieved that is exactly the same way they did it. it. It's different for you. And and it's hard because those are, when especially when you have those type of judges, it's, not, it's more subjective than objective. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just different. Someone might not like you for, of course, your the color you wear, or this and that, or maybe the country you're from, or this. I mean, that's a real thing, you know. If you're from, yeah. you know, if you're Miss Olympia, and they decide, hey, oh, she's from Brazil, and this one's from America. Why don't we let the American one win? They, they were so close, I couldn't even tell. It's like, yeah, that's how they based it. It's not, it's not objective. It's not like, hey, this is how you get a perfect score. You do this, do this, do this. It's like yeah, it's very like I talk, I joke around with uh, girls about when it comes to like placing. I'm like it just it's what flavor ice cream they want that day. Like, do they want this? Do they want that? Do they want blondes, brunettes? Do they want red suits? Do they want bigger butts? Do they want bigger shoulders? Um, do they want the girls who are more sexy on stage or the cute girls? It just it's such a draw on what they want. Yeah. I need to talk to one of those judges. I want to know what they think because it's hard to say. Because you you could say that's what they're looking for, but you know I think everyone has every judge has a different aspect. But I'm not sure what they look at. Like is it like oh my god her shoulders are amazing or you know because yeah um, I've had a few guests here that you know especially when they they're they're in bikini and they want to say they're like oh like they're too muscular or something like that. That's always a big one. Um, like, yeah, they thought I was too muscular, you know, but I don't care what they say. And it's always like, yeah, it's su- such an ab- subjective, you know, your shoulders are too big. Your, your arms are getting a little too big. You know, you need to cut down or this and that. You don't need that much muscle. It's interesting. Like how they yeah. do it. Yeah. 
how they just figure out everything and like what's right and what's wrong. And then I change it another day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's interesting. But I believe in you. As long as someone else believes in you and you believe in yourself, you'll be good. I mean, yeah, I totally agree. (laughs) So the first place, that's what I'm, I'm I'm hoping for. You'll get pro card. First first place. I would love to see, um, a bunch of ones this year and add Mm -hmm. to my little trophy lady collection. Half naked trophies, <laughs> and I predict you go to the Olympia in one to two years. Go, see, I just set you'll the, see me there. I, I set the standard is a little higher. You always got to set the standard higher because people, I don't know. Sometimes you low blow yourself. I don't know how to say it. I hear low blow. No, that's that's a thing. <laughs> um, before the age of twenty five, you will see me there. Don't worry mm-hmm. about it. Don't. Oh, did you hear that? That's confidence, or is that cockiness? I don't know. But, you tell me. <laughs> But we'll find out sometime. Well, th- Nicole, thank you for talking to me. It's been an hour. It's a yeah. It's been awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm. And everyone can. I think I'll put your Instagram and YouTube in the description, and everyone can check you out. And uh, thank you for listening. If y'all listen this long, uh, I don't yeah, really thanks, re- guys. Yeah, I don't remember what we talked about, but I'll make sure to put something down there. But <laughs> until next time, uh, next guest. It's Monday, I think. Yes, Monday. Abby, Abby, I don't know. Abby Romaine, something like that. Uh, I feel bad that I don't know people's names very well, but we'll, I'll see you on Monday, I guess. Yeah, or I don't know when I upload this, so whenever the next one is. Bye.